Merry Pitchmas, everyone, and welcome to our inaugural 12 Days of Pitchmas. I'm your Holly Jolly hostess, Paula, and I hate rom-coms, unless they're TV movies. Starting on Thanksgiving and lasting through New Year's, I try to watch every single TV Christmas rom-com I can get my eyes on. That's only 40 days to watch the 79 new holiday films of 2018. So I have my toy tinkering and nutcracking cut out for me. Yeah, and this is your old drinking buddy, J-Dobbs, and I have a problem. If somebody starts to tell me a story, I got to get the whole thing in my veins. I got to hear all about it. Doesn't matter what it is. If it's a movie, if it's a TV show, if it's just what happened down the street when I ran into this guy and he said, do you want to hear my poetry? I'm like, yeah, I want to hear what his poetry was. Tell me more about it. So I come home and Paula's watched one of these movies. She starts telling me about it and I just trying to get to the end as fast as possible. So I'm guessing where I can get to and I'm trying to convince myself I'm smarter than the screenwriter. And this is our guest, Rebecca McHenry. Hello. Hi, Rebecca. <laughs> How are you doing? Great. How are you? I'm good. So tell us a little bit about what you do in the industry. I have a lot of jobs, like most of the <laughs> protagonists in these movies. Um, I'm a professor at USC um, in the film department. I am a co-host on the Shockwaves podcast. I am also a filmmaker um, with a film that just released last weekend and another one coming this spring. And do I do anything else? I was a journalist for years, like decades. So yeah, I think that's about it for now. We just call that living the dream. I know. <laughs> no, it's um, I, I keep busy. So Rebecca co-wrote and co-directed all all the Creatures Were Stirring, which is a new, really fun, funny horror comedy anthology that's set at Christmas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely um, quirky is, I think, the most um, common word that we've received in reviews and critics and fans, just quirky, which I'll take because, yeah, it is quirky. Quirky. I always think of quirky. There was a Rolling Stone interview with Winona Ryder, and she was like, if one more reporter calls me quirky... <laughs> You know, I will, I will take, I will yeah. own that until, fucking quirky. Until, I will wear that until shit. Until you're, until you're tired of, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you get quirky, you get quirky as long as Winona Ryder got quirky around 92 or 93. I bet you're and tired of it too. she wanted to be edgy. Yeah. Not quirky, edgy. Yeah, you know. And I'll tell you, because you're sitting here, no spoilers, there's a segment where a boyfriend and girlfriend are spending their first Christmas together, and it had, I think, my favorite joke of any theatrical movie this year. It was really funny. Nice. Now I have to remember which one that is. You can tell me after <laughs> she, the show. She can tell you off the air. We don't want to ruin it. That's the best joke. We don't want to be like a trailer and yeah. ruin the joke. Rebecca, what is your favorite, again, off the beaten path Christmas song? What's a what's one nobody knows or you you hope nobody knows and you're gonna turn it's them on or definitely, something like that. Definitely, um, it's not one that you know not many people know. I will say that um, when we were doing the movie, um, all the creatures were stirring. I really, really wanted Father um, Christmas, the Kink song. Okay, um, yeah, there you go. I wanted that so bad for the movie, and it was crazy expensive, of course. And mm -hmm. I mean, our Shocker. movie was ultra low budget, <laughs> and so um, the rights to that song actually cost more than the entire movie. <laughs> to me and so yeah. then we were like well let's look up other versions and i was like oh the bad religion one rocks and then we tried that and still couldn't afford it and so we <laughs> ended up using this really fun little doo-wop song called santa teach me to dance which mm. is great and that one was affordable and we contacted the artist immediately and he was like yeah this is awesome we'd love to help you out so that um santa teach me to dance is a really fun little 60s doo-woppy number um my personal favorite christmas song has always been so we need a little christmas mm -hmm. that oh, one because yeah. it's just so happy and big and broadway yeah and it's very me. up with people <laughs> and i just want to like dance around and tap and sing with it and um but it does not get much airtime it does not 
and mm. I wish it would compared to many of the items that do. Yeah, like they just don't teach that one in school. Yeah. 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 Now, before we start, a quick disclaimer. We're not doing this to make fun of these movies. I genuinely love them for their earnestness and their belief that the power of Christmas can solve anything. However, since they're written and shot so quickly, productions usually 10 to 15 days, they have to follow a strict formula. Yeah, and I mean, let's be honest, Christmas is stupid, but these movies, I know everybody shakes their head every time I say it, but it's true and I will convince you. But these movies are such an industrial item of art, and I love an industrial mm-hmm. item of art. Not that I don't love a non-industrial item of art, but the, it's it's craftsmanship plus art plus that is one of the things that I love about movies more than, you know, a lot of other art forms. Uh, I mean, there is, there is, you still have to hit that formula. It's really hard to like be like, there are those guys who are like, oh, I made this a 12-hour saga and you're like well great but nobody's gonna watch that you get a 90-minute rom-com and make it good let's do it and since we're focusing on the winter holidays uh tonight's theme comestible is a mint toddy and this is a variation on a hot toddy using peppermint tea which was my favorite christmas drink as a child so i made some peppermint tea you put in some whiskey a splash of allspice dram if you have it if not you can probably flavor it with some allspice it's a weird we have a tiki bar at home so it's a weird thing that we have already Uh, a couple splashes of bitters and some honey so what do you think about that, j Dobbs? Well, I added some rum because I didn't realize what you'd give me. I thought you should give me tea, but it is delicious. <laughs> Mine doesn't have any rum in it. It's following the whiskey recipe, and uh, I think it's pretty great. Okay, so let's get into the film. This episode's It's Christmas Time in the sequel is A Christmas Prince Royal Wedding. <laughs> Oh shit! You really did that to us. Sequel, isn't it? Wow! We just discussed a Christmas Prince. Yes. Yes. For those of you who missed the original Christmas Prince with Rebecca, also as our guest, go back and listen to that now because this is the sequel. Wow! Although there's part of me that has recently discovered a love of starting a franchise in part two, so Mm. maybe do this and then return. So your choice. So based on the title, A Christmas Prince Royal Wedding, what's your elevator pitch for this film? Okay, so we know what happened in a. Christmas Prince Part 1. She eventually, Amber gets with Richard, and it's all hunky-dory. Now, in a Christmas Prince Royal Wedding, I think that they're going to have to go home and get married. I think that there's going to be a lot of beef about how Amber is not royalty in any capacity, um, because that's definitely going to be a plot point. And this is this year. This is this year, yes. Yeah. So Amber's not royalty, so there's going to be a lot of drama about that. I think that we may finally get some resolution on that women can't be rulers bullshit I'm really from the hoping, first one. I'm really hoping that is at least addressed. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I I can't even go much farther off than that. I think we are just, oh, we get to make a sequel because it was a big hit. And then Meghan Markle happened. Yeah. And- so it's a, a marriage to a commoner. God, I want, the problem is we established dad in the first one as yeah. a pretty chill dude because I wanted Meghan Markle it out and have him be like a weird yeah. like problem but like that dad seems okay we could pull like a weird no and mom's dead um mm-hmm. We could pull a weird brother out of nowhere who's like Ooh. who's like trying to make trying some to get the yeah back. trying to make some no I'm going with the commoner brother I'm going with the what's her Amber's name brother. Amber's, Amber's brother yeah. I'm doing an Amber brother like show up and like I want to get paid or I'm gonna make trouble kind of thing 
Now, Amber also has to take her besties from the first one with her. Um, oh, at to least for the Aldo, bridal party, yeah, of course. At least. Yeah. And I'm definitely feeling that we need to have a lot of kind of the meat jelly moments from the first one <laughs> of like, oh, well, yeah, it's yeah, tradition yeah, yeah. in Aldovia that we, you know, eat pigeons That's after a good we point. hunt we them. Didn't... And, oh, I don't like doing that. Do you just have a cheeseburger? Like, I feel right. like there's got to be a lot of those We didn't moments. do, yeah, we didn't do the full fish out of water in the other one. And I'm thinking about Crocodile Dundee, oh, where, yeah. where, where it's now it's the reverse. It's the reverse. This is like full. That's a knife. Yeah. yeah. No, but is it? Do we do the Crocodile Dundee where actually the wedding's going to be in New York? Not in Endo. I think it should be Endovia, but it could be the now he's the one in the wrong. He's like, oh, he's the fish out of water in New York City. Th- I mean, going, that's what the, is this chili dog you speak exactly. of? Exactly. That's the Crocodile <laughs> Dundee. That's the Crocodile Dundee <laughs> Thor two uh, thing yes. of of uh, we're going to do the fish out of water the opposite direction. But I think it's going to be Endovia. I think we're going to be over there because we like to hear people with British accents. So for those of you playing at home, here's the audio of the trailer. J-Dobbs and Rebecca can't hear it because that would be cheating. Now, if you want to play along at home, leave the room for two minutes. Loyal readers, it's been 349 days since I said yes to the love of my life, Richard Bevan Charlton, King of Aldovia. Somehow through all this insanity, I'm still me, even though I'm about to become queen of a small country. I can't get over the fact this is going to be my home. Until the wedding, you're going to have your own bridal suite. Suite? Wow. Emily! I can't believe this is actually happening. It's real. Oh, it's very, very real. Christmas spirit has overtaken the palace. What do we think of that? Is that a snowman or a yeti? (laughs) You and I have a wedding to plan. And I have the world's best. Wedding planner. See, he designs. Uh, he does not plan. We have much preparation to do and very little time. I can't see. We are looking for you, darling. It's perfect. I'm looking for something more contemporary. Aldovia has the traditions. Life in a fishbowl takes getting used to. You're going to do a brilliant job. You're having some royal pains. It's like Bridezilla in reverse. Could you turn to the left? Down? Right? It's just not working. Now that you're part of the royal family, we must be careful of the image that you project. I just always thought that my wedding would be about being with the person I love. I didn't realize it meant having to give up who I am. I suggest that you cease from any activity pertaining to your blog immediately. No way. Your Majesty? Amber. The titles and responsibilities we bear can overwhelm any person, especially a good-hearted one. Your wedding is about you and Richard. Everything else is secondary. I'm so sorry. No, 
Now I'm going to start describing the film beat by beat and our panelists will try to get ahead of the plot to predict what will happen next or if they're wrong give their best pitch on how to shake things up. Okay let's get into A Christmas Prince Royal Wedding. So we start with Amber who's writing her blog. It's been 349 days since Richard was crowned King of Aldovia. So we see a montage of her and Richard flying back and forth, their passports being stamped, etc, etc. Oh they're doing the long distance yeah. thing. Like she because you couldn't blog from there. They don't have internet. <laughs> well, she was somehow doing it before. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Amber's now famous. We see her appearing on some magazine covers, talk Megan, shows. Megan Markle. Yes. Uh, Amber blogs that they're getting married on Christmas Day in Aldovia. Oh, is she like running her like, is it like the most read wedding blog of all time? Is that going to be the thing? Maybe. Maybe. I'm not well, asking yeah, a question. She's popular. I forget. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's that. It's, it's she's blogging the wedding. And then there's got to be intrigue, but let's continue. So Amber and her dad, who is a different actor, by the way. I love oh, it. they couldn't get back original dad. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know why. He wasn't in He name. was not anybody. It's a, it wasn't Brian Dennehy. Maybe he was on like some show at the time. Like, I'm sorry, I have a guest spot on, you know, yeah, like I, Orange I, is the New Black. I can't do it this They're month. rebooting Brooklyn Bridge. Mm-hmm. I think it's my chance. So this new actor is doing more of a Joe Pesci performance. He's definitely doing a much more broad, broad New York performance. But, but I like how Second Becky mixed it up a bit. Okay, <laughs> let's go with it. He's still the same dad. He's, He's the like, same a, character. I run a diner. And the only, yeah, the only the concession they make is like, oh yeah, I shaved off my goatee. Oh okay, they do make a little mm, joke. Make okay, one, they make I appreciate one new that. Joke. I'm okay with that. Yeah. So they arrive at the airport. Uh, in Aldovia, and Amber sees somebody reading a newspaper with headline, King Richard's Modernization Initiative a Disaster? Oh. I mean, I immediately thought Brexit, but I don't think that's the case. I think it's, I think maybe he is trying to uh, bring the ladies in. We'll see. And uh, dad opens the door of the cab, and before he can get in it, Sahil runs in and grabs Are it. Are you kidding me? Which we know because Sahil refers to himself in the third person as Sahil. Does he literally dive in and go, Sahil's taking this cab? Whoop, whoop. Something like that. I like yeah. how his name is almost the heel. Yeah, like he's going to be the bad guy who's trying to get Richard kicked off the throne yeah, now. He's heel. Now, in Sahil, that's an interesting name. Is yeah. he also um, a very I, pale white person? Uh, like no, all no, these? he's supposed to be Indian. Okay, I assumed with that I, name, I assume but I didn't. I don't think they ever specifically say it. He, okay. is, he is of the subcontinent, give or take. Yes, he he's Asian. Amber's like, it's okay. I see Richard sent the royal limos. We were going to take a cab, but oh, I mean, there is a stack of limos. Yeah, you think he would have told us that all the limos came. <laughs> and she says, we better hurry before, but it's too late. They're surrounded by journalists. Oh, yeah. And oh, so the journalists are going to now be her bane of her existence. It's her, it's her comeuppance. This man comes up and rescues him from the journalist. He says, my name is Mr. Zabala. Actor's name is Andy Lucas, and he was in Alien vs. Predator. So I just want to mention that. Oh, nice. Yeah. He rescues him. He says, I'm your new personal attache, so let's get you to the palace. We just hire these without a personal interview to see if it works out. Or telling you that you're going to have one. (laughs) It could literally be any asshole off the street. I should go to LAX and just start telling rich people I'm their personal attache until it works out. So Amber and her dad get to the palace, and of course, Emily's there to greet them. And dad's like, this must be the famous Emily. And he tousles her hair, and everybody's like, oh, but Emily likes it. Yeah, how dare you touch her? Then the Dowager Queen is reviewing floral arrangements when everyone enters. Uh, it's Alice Krieg again. Amber's dad is like, you must be the famous queen, and gives her a giant hug. And Mrs. Avril again <laughs> is shocked at their behavior. I, I kind of like this, though. I, I, I like him just being a big, like, goon yeah, just walking like around. Yeah, the crack. Crocodile Dundee. And yeah, also, he's yeah. Crocodile Dundeeing it. You're right. And uh, the queen tells Amber she's getting her own bridal suite until the wedding. And uh, we literally cut to Amber entering her suite 
seat and saying, sweet, because it's huge and decorated beautifully for Christmas. This is bigger than 12 of my apartments back home, even though you've been staying in the palace as a tutor the previous (laughs) year. (laughs) So she finds a card from Richard. He's written her a poem, and it's really terrible. But it leads her to a giant acorn. Acorn? (laughs) (laughs) No, no. He's like, there's this little limerick I wrote for you. I'm sorry. I'm working on it. And it's not a limerick at all. It's literally an A-A-A-A rhyme. Oh, so Elric wrote it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Elric, you heard that. I'm tweeting. I'm texting him right now and being like, yeah, they're giving you shit about your poetry on air right now, dude. That would be Elric Kane of Shockwaves, who wrote a terrible limerick. And he wrote Dead many, many terrible. They weren't terrible limericks. They weren't limericks yes. in the form yes. of limericks. That was yes. my problem. So Richard enters and Amber's like, this is kind of a crappy poem. And he's like, I'm working on it. It's my first poem. I figured, you know, I didn't know my dead dad wrote poems. I'm going to give it a shot. But then an urgent call for the prime minister calls him away. So he's like, I'll see you at the reception tonight. And at okay. the reception, Amber and Richard enter together, and Richard's immediately called away for some state business. And the queen says, oh, Amber, I want the wedding to be perfect, so I hired the world's best wedding, wedding planner. planner. Oh, no. We have all the occupation. If there's a baker that shows up, we have all mm-hmm. the occupations. Well, there has to be. Somebody has to make the wedding Yeah, we got to make a wedding cake. Then we have a wedding planner, and then we have a journalist, and then we have a prince. That's uh, royalty. That's, yeah. that's I think all we've the won Lifetime <laughs> Holiday Bingo. Bingo. Well, because of Oh, the f- Netflix Holiday Bingo. Well, I was going to say because of the free square. Mm-hmm. That gave us. Uh, yeah. We got the other four. So who's the wedding planner? I'm going to go with her gay friend. Oh, oh no! Is wait, it, is it a famous person? You mean an it's actor? somebody we've met in this universe before? Oh, wow. It can't be Sophia because she was like it's not, a big it's not Lady Sophia. Okay, definitely not Simon because he's yeah, not that organized. He couldn't have done that. Um, so who's le- oh, it's so the butlery left? guy who we sort of no. met. Oh. Or it could be um, the woman who was showing her around, the one who like saved the day. The, yes, but okay. it's not Mrs. Avril. It's Sahil who stole their oh, cat. Sahil, oh, God damn it! Not Sahil. in this, this universe. We just yeah. Okay, wow. Okay. Yeah, so Rudy tries to go after him and Does says, I he, recognize you. And and I wouldn't have asked this previously, but now that he's a wedding planner, I'm thinking about uh, the remake of Father of the Bride. Does he have a funny accent a la Martin Short? I, I, I believe, I don't know his character's provenance, but I believe he's sort of doing like an over-the-top Indian accent. Yeah, I just like mean maybe like, he's doing his grandmother's I accent. Just, I just yeah. mean he's he's doing accent comedy. It's yeah, sort a little of, bit. Sort of, he's, he's sort of doing like a funny Got voice, it. but it's okay. not a super thick. It's just, it's, it's sort of yeah. theatrically. Yeah, it's yeah. not, it's not Bronson Pinchot. No, it's not Bronson Pinchot. <laughs> okay. Because if it's Bronson Pinchot, we'll just stop this podcast right now and I'm watching the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Rudy stops a waiter and all of the appetizers are meat jelly. Meat jelly. Oh, yeah. Does she just, but does she like, is her reaction sort of like a knowing like, ugh, meat jelly. You know, like from before. I honestly don't remember if Amber's there with him or. Oh no, or no, okay. it's just a, it's yeah. it's just for us to go meet Jelly. Mm-hmm. I, maybe he's talking to Emily or Mrs. Everly. I don't remember, but um, he says, you know, I'm a cook. I want to I want to meet the chef and talk to them about this food. Oh, there we go. Now there it's getting go. totally cheeseburgers at the wedding. I, oh yes. Oh, yeah. barbecue. Oh, she's New York. Oh no, Dad. Dad's Dad's a diner. Yeah. Dad's yeah. taken over. Dad's taken over in the in the in the chef yeah. category at some point. And Mrs. Avril tells Amber, "Now that you're going to be part of the royal family, we have to consider your image. So that's something we're going to work on while while you're here." Sure. Oh, that's where the fish out of water is going to come in as well, because there's going to be a funny montage Walk of them a, plucking her eyebrows, uh, book and, on the head. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so Richard and Amber sneak outside. There's a little side patio outside that's covered in snow, and it's really cute. She's like, life in a fishbowl takes some getting used to. But you know what I would love? My dad always used to drive us out to a farm to pick out a tree. Can we do that tomorrow? He's like, yeah, I've got a whole royal forest. We'll cut down whatever you want. (laughs) Um, Richard says, maybe the day after tomorrow, I have a speech tomorrow about my initiative to bring the country into the 21st century. Nice. We're going to get the internet so you can blog here. We're going to let the little women folk get some votes here. The country's bleeding money, but no one can tell him why. She says, well, maybe I can help. And he says, you know, I know the wedding's going to take up most of your time, so oh, it's fine. We'll figure oh, it out. Oh, like dude. Yeah, I know. Like, we keep we keep going like, these are going to go progressive. And then it's like, don't worry, you're pretty well, glad if, about it. If it's bleeding money, why would you have such a lavish wedding? Yeah. 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 But uh, Pop has all that money from the diner, so he's paying for like a 200K <laughs> wedding himself. Yeah. Like, rich diner, New York money. I Sold know. a lot of egg creams for that. Oh, no, but we're going to do it like we do back. <laughs> home we're gonna just yeah. backyard it i don't think that's it but that'd be fun so the next morning sahil wakes amber up really early and he bombards her with mock-up mood boards for the wedding and he shows her the dress design and it's this crazy haute couture thing with this insane collar and it's just something that nobody wants to wear in real life mm-hmm. and amber says she wants a simple dress and mrs avril's like these protocols were established 700 years ago and we need to follow them you gotta break them traditions girl and amber's like i didn't realize this wedding would mean giving up who i am Oh, there's that's the key line. Yeah, yeah, no, it's be true to yourself. Uh, I actually expected a like, I wanted a dress just like my mom wore. Yeah. Yeah, that actually, that's, she never says that. I know, I wow. just expected that, something like that. And then Amber FaceTimes with her besties, and she's like, I can't wait for you guys to get here. Yep, called it. Yeah, we're going to. Yeah. And actually, the magazine is folded, so they're both working crappy jobs now. Yeah, well, because it's 2018. That 2017 was the last year there were magazines. Plus, the magazine was a dick to her, so <laughs> yeah. it had to go on. Yeah, even like, better. Fuck those guys. I hope you burn in hell. So the next day, Emily asks Amber if she can help her finish her costume for the big Christmas pageant. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Zabal is like, I've taken the liberty of clearing both your schedules. So you have plenty of time to work on it. Cool. He's very sweet. So the next day, Richard gives his speech and some of the crowd boos and they protest. Oh, because they're un- we're, we're in unrest because they're, we're bleeding. We're mm-hmm. losing jobs. Oh, yes. Yeah. Get it. And we see someone in the crowd. Is it Simon? It's Simon. Oh, it's yeah. Simon. He's he's, he's become a back. he's become a labor agitator. <laughs> he is twiddling his mustache while labor agitating. <laughs> he's like, you know who was really awesome? Oliver Cromwell. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's walking through. He's like, uh, old cabbage, old cabbage, old cabbage. <laughs> After the speech, Amber and Richard talk, and she says, you know, when the numbers don't add up, there's a reason. I used to balance the books at my dad's diner. I can help you. And he's like, no offense, honey, but a country isn't a diner. It's a little more complicated than Look, that. there's always Dude, a... Dude, I'm like, sorry. I'm yeah. liking Richard a lot less in this one. Yeah, yeah. I just really wanted her to go, no, there's always a bitch named Karen, and she's stealing from the till. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And Amber says, I'm going to be the queen. I want to contribute. And Richard's like, I'm sorry. We shouldn't fight about politics. Let's not let this come between us. And Amber says, maybe we need to bring the royal family into the 21st century, too. Dang. Yeah. She's not wrong. So Rudy goes into the kitchen to meet the chef. It's a hot lady. Oh, there we go. Uh, Age appropriate. Close. She's a little bit younger than him, but not gross younger but than not him. But like, okay. not, not like she couldn't be a rival for the prince. No, no, Or no, the no. king, Well, I guess everybody, now. now you've got double weddings. Yeah, so. no, that's, double I'm just saying, weddings. I'm saying she's, she's in his, she's in his range. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. 
Uh, her name's Chef Ivana. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And she has sort of like a, a vague Eastern European accent. We don't, don't find what country she's from. I don't know what you learned at the Cordon Bleu, but uh, I know that you need to sear the steak before you broil it. He's like, I don't mean to cause you any offense in your kitchen. I just want to help. And she says, you can help. You do dishes. Oh, so good. he starts washing dishes. More accent humor. I love it. Oh, yes. It's double accent humor. So Richard and the Queen are talking about Richard's modernization and initiative. And the Queen says, uh, you know, one of the King's former advisors, Lord Leopold, has agreed to come back from Monaco to help us figure this whole thing out. So he'll be here soon. Yeah, I trust anybody who just hangs out at Monaco. I'm this sure one's... he'll be financially solvent. Yeah, this one's getting a lot more political. It's mm. like the Phantom Menace of like the Lexus <laughs> movie. movies. Right? Like, it's such a good call. I'm not here sure who I'm root for now. You know, you know what people really liked about the first one? Intrigue and politics around I the castle. I we were most intrigued about the politics of Aldovia from the first one. Yeah. Forget about the wedding and the royal stuff. Let's go full politics yeah. on this well, one. I mean, we did have questions, but we didn't have this many questions yeah yeah we're still like we have still addressed our questions for the first one which is like what what is with this why did you put your proclamations in fucking accord dad why why you're hiding that and why don't you fix the patriarchy Mm -hmm. so later the family's at tea and richard apologizes to amber and she still wants to help and he says well lord leopold is coming soon so he'll help us figure this whole thing out let's like wait until he gets here i think that the hemorrhaging is that they keep hiring all these fucking consultants like here's your wedding consultant and your attache and now we've got the financial (laughs) consultant consultants are expensive guys I, just get your shit together <laughs> i am just hoping when he finally shows up legitimately the entire scene happens and it's leopold 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 rocky <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah so emily interrupts them saying that the people demand a royal christmas tree for the palace courtyard and richard says they'll get it tomorrow and then a servant comes in and announces a guest it's leopold uh, no, no uh the, simon? the mark mark simon. oh simon okay He's kind of disheveled, and he says, I I lost almost everything I had to Sophia in the divorce. (laughs) Yes. So he still went through with... Oh, no, they did get married. They got got fully married. I thought they were about to get married. And I guess annulment doesn't exist in this country, so she was able to take it to the queen. Because he literally married her just to become the king. Like, it was literally a 24-hour turnaround. Yeah. Um, and he came to apologize. He realizes he was wrong and he's about to like turn and sulk out. And Richard's like, oh, wait, we're still cousins and it's Christmas. You don't have anywhere else to go. You should stay. Stick around and ruin everything. Yeah. Have some mint jelly. Yeah. Meat jelly. Meat, Meat jelly. jelly. Yes. He's like, we're not going to be friends, but I don't want you to be alone on Christmas. Later, Amber tries on the horrible wedding dress and she can't really move around in it. And... Oh, so he showed her sketches, but they still made it. <laughs> mm, it was already made. I guess <laughs> okay. it, didn't, it hadn't gotten there. It hadn't gotten there. I yeah. have a picture for it. Yeah. And so he all throws a giant veil on her and she's like i can't see and i can't walk in these giant designer heels you gave me and zaheel says you don't have to walk you have to glide well i already said i can't walk so gliding's Mm. way like give me some roller skates and amber's kind of upset so later in the kitchen rudy's made her a hot dog and chips there we go yeah and amber says it feels like it's not my wedding and dad says it is your wedding nobody's gonna ruin it and he gives her a present it's a locket with the late mother's photo in it oh oh and a proclamation here <laughs> and a proclamation that all diners will serve extra fries <laughs> later amber uh takes emily to her room and shows her the dress that she blessed for the christmas pageant mm-hmm. and she also got her blue cons so nice yeah. i like that I, it's I, it is like amber saying that she wears cons in mm-hmm. these but i didn't really get into it because sure. there's a lot of plot emily tells amber that the pageant is about aldovia's most famous christmas story 
Anybody want to give any guesses about this crazy Aldovian Christmas legend? I'm going to go with it being meta, and it's about a princess from far away who is not a royal but comes in out of nowhere and rights all of the wrongs in the country. Um, is this a, is this is this the 700 year tradition? No. They don't say that specifically. Oh, it's been going she, on for 700 no, years. No, she just says it, the pageants about their most famous Christmas legend slash uh, story. Got it. Um, um, yeah, that the, the uh, like two kingdoms combined on Christmas Day. But I think I think she's right. So I was Rebecca just trying was to come up with a right, thing. <laughs> but it's kind of bonkers. So none of you, none of you <laughs> nailed it. Shocker. Uh, it's about a princess who can grant magical powers. Okay. She's captured by an ogre and imprisoned in his ice palace. And he's about to eat her when his pet turtle finds a baby in the woods. Okay. I did have Wait, pet. Wait, what? I, yes, I was yes. thinking pet turtle and then I didn't. No, that's not true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the princess nurses the baby back to health. And because she can give people magical powers, the baby turns into Santa Claus. Yeah, that's a really dumb legend, guys. <laughs> I mean, like, that's just really stupid. <laughs> Oh, uh, and then the, the turtle turned into Santa Claus. And no, the, no, no, baby. the baby, oh, the baby, baby yes. became Santa Claus. So a turtle finds a oh. baby that turns into Santa Claus. Sorry, I this screwed it up. Get it right. What the fuck is up with the turtle? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> the Most turtle's the like time, my favorite part, though. Yeah. Most of the time, if you have some type of like a cultural folklore thing, it tells a lesson. Like Cinderella is trying to teach people to, you know, not be jerks and things like that. What the hell is the cultural lesson in that one? Every now and again, nice a baby a baby can be Santa Claus. Yeah. Uh, and then the ogre falls in love with the princess and sets her free. Ogre falls in love with the princess and sets her free. It's a little Shrek-y. bit of, well, it's a Shrekie, yeah. but it's also a little bit of the original where it's like, it's like they fall in love and she's still in America and mm-hmm. he's still there even though they're together. And then she kisses the ogre and he turns into a knight in shining armor. Well, we... And they gave birth to Santa Claus. So we're yeah. good. It sounds like when you're having a child tell you a story and they're just like, and then there was a turtle and it found a baby, but the baby was really Santa. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, and she says the knight is being played by Tom and he's really shy. And Amber's like, ooh, you like this boy. And he's like, shut up, I do not. Now we have a triple wedding, guys. Oh, yeah. This is getting, this is getting crazy. <laughs> yeah, in Aldovia, you can be married as young as 10 because patriarchy. 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 So that night, Richard and Amber are about to go find a Christmas tree on horseback because he's a fucking king. And an attache runs in and says unions are threatening to strike, so Richard has to leave. He says he'll do it tomorrow. As much as we complained about the non-progressiveness of the first one, like, I love the, like, the socialist worker plot here. As long as we... I'm afraid now because we got led down the primrose path of the last one this is going to end up crushing unions he's just going to hire a bunch of pinkertons to come and mess this up the coal miners are now like throwing <laughs> molotov cocktails yeah. at the patriarch he's going to go full thatcher yeah i'm just saying i'm super worried yeah he's going to yeah. he's going to reagan it out he's going to he's going to he's going to deregulate whatever the aldovians i, can't I don't even know what their main industry yeah. is but christmas yeah. trees i don't christmas know trees, christmas ogres, trees and bananas babies, and turtles. T- terrible folklore so Emily says, well, can you come to my rehearsal for the pageant instead? Sure. So this is That my... doesn't seem like a trade-off, but sure. Yeah. This is my favorite scene in the movie, guys. So we're inside a theater, and it's a nice, fancy theater. And Emily and Tom are rehearsing, and they're just about to get to the end where they're going to kiss, and he's going to turn into a handsome prince. All the lights in the theater go out because the unions are on strike. Oh, the theater unions are the yes. unions you're worried about? The purge. It's the purge. <laughs> it's, the purge. it's happening right now. 
I am really excited because that is a long running, as a former stagehand, that is a long running bit that you would do is if you heard anybody talk crap about the, like lighting specifically was the most fun to do. And you'd be like, oh yeah? And you just turn all the lights off and walk away from the board. So their primary like export here is theater is people. Theater. They're striking in so. solidarity. So they could be striking with the Teamsters I'm in or favor the dock workers. We it's, don't know. As long as the theater kids are on the, the side of the road. Right, I'm in. <laughs> and Tom says, Emily, you would have made a great princess. Uh, and then we end the scene with we literally see a close-up of someone chaining and locking the theater doors. Yeah, yeah. Somebody's trapped inside. There's a fire. Uh, and then at the castle, Simon's like, I have a plan to help. You know, I have a degree in economics. Jay does almost spit his water on his microphone. <laughs> I just liked it. This guy's a jerk, but he's also like... Uh, by the way, did I mention my degree? If they I went let to college. Simon help, but they wouldn't let Amber help, that's just wrong. Yeah. yeah. Well, you have to remember that Simon is royalty, and therefore they have a lot of money, so he probably got a lot of schooling at the best universities. Yeah. They yeah, went to like true. Oxford. And he shit. understands economics. She just understands blogging. And diners. <laughs> and diners. Diners. Diner. Hot dog oh, She should start a, blog, a diner blog. Uh, so Richard brushes him off, and Leopold arrives at the palace. And, Leopold, uh, Leopold! Leopold! Yeah. Leopold! Leopold! <laughs> Yes. So he meets with Amber and Richard and he says, I reviewed everything and my advice is to stay the course. Investments take time. Amber says, but wait, if all of the improvements are being made in Aldovia with Aldovian companies and Aldovian workers, how come the country is losing so much money and people are getting laid off? Somebody's siphoning cash. And Leopold says, I'll start a thorough review tomorrow and we'll figure it out. So that night, the family sits around the fire. They toast to Leopold and Amber <laughs> And Simon's like, well, Leopold, you sort of looked at this. How do you account for the inverse returns? And Leopold says, keep a watchful eye on this guy because he's going to try to lead you astray. Oh, so Leopold is trying to tell them that Simon Simon is... Simon's fishy. I want to say Simon's the red herring and Leopold's the bad guy. I think, I think Simon's actually trying to like write himself and yeah. do well right now. Yeah, but we don't trust him because of the first one. Yeah, I think you're right. So then outside the snow starts to fall and they say, you know, the first snow before Christmas in Aldovia is a sign of good fortune. And Emily says, does this mean my play's back on? And Richard says, I'm sorry, but you can do it next year. Rough. Yeah, and, and uh, Amber has an idea and she whispers something to Mr. Zabala. And then they perform it at the wedding. Uh, and the next day, Richard has arranged a sleigh ride to go get a tree for the palace There courtyard. we go, finally. Yeah. So then we cut to Amber and Richard walking through the woods, and Amber ixnays every tree Richard picks out. How about out. this one? How about this one? Yeah, exactly. And then she's like, oh, this is perfect. And he's like, that sure is unique. And she's like, this is the one I want. So they, they tag it for them to come it, cut down. Oh, they don't even, they're just picking one out, and then I'm going to send some servants out mm-hmm. with a chainsaw. Okay. Yeah. I really wanted him to like go shirtless and with <laughs> an, an axe. axe. Yeah. Yeah. It's too cold to be shirtless. Boo. We don't want to see the royal nipples. <laughs> you don't want to see the royal nipples. <laughs> <laughs> so back in the palace courtyard, the trees now been put up it's still bare and emily says that tree sure is unique yeah it's it's what makes a tree beautiful is the ornaments not the tree itself it's gonna be something about that i don't know and amber says so when do we decorate this and mrs avril says the staff will do it they light the tree on christmas eve after the annual king's address and dad comes in and is like where are all the inflatables and mrs avril's like no i love dad 
And then the queen comes in and says, you're all very late for a pact we made a year ago. And servants come out carrying... Meat jelly. No, what was it? It's a reference to the last movie. I know. I'm trying to remember. I don't remember. I know. It's Mm -mm. bugging me. Nope. Toboggan. Toboggan. There we go. Get to go sledding. It's it's Caddyshack uh, pool day for the uh, employees, but with toboggans. Yeah. And inside, Leopold is working on his computer, and Simon comes in, see if he can help, and Leopold says, I'm not taken in by your act. I don't trust you. Okay. So maybe it is Simon, because they don't usually play a lot of switcheroos in these movies. If you're evil, you're evil from the start. Yeah, you gotta you gotta misdirect a little. Yeah. I don't yeah, if you if you call one guy as the bad guy, he can't be the bad guy. Yeah. And outside Rudy and Emily are making snow angels. Aw. Cute. And inside, Emily tells Amber, I know you guys were trying to cheer me up because I was meant to be in the play today, but thank you. I appreciate it. And she's like, wait, why is my costume still in my room? Oh. We're going to put on a big show. We're going to put a big show here in the palace. Yeah. At Mr. The Zabala arranged it all. We're going to do it today. Oh, that's awesome. So uh, they've invited all the parents or whoever was going to come. And they do the play. And Emily and Tom kiss at the end. Cute. And then after that, uh, dad invites all the kids to come into the kitchen to decorate some cookies. Oh. So. Which is a very not royal thing to do. Yeah. It's a very you can't thing. have them. Yeah. You can't decorate messy. your own cookies. Gross. That's That's yeah. labor. And so they're all running around, going crazy for the sugar. Oh, and sugar. And, and and Chef Lady's like very not having it. She's like annoyed at the very least. She comes in and she's like oh. sad. Actually, she just oh. doesn't get mad. She gets kind of sad about it. And um, Tom and Emily are sitting at a table because you know she has the crutches. And um, she's he says you were really good in the play. And she says you were really good in the play. And she scratches her nose and she gets frosting on it and he wipes mm. it off. Aww. That's yeah, that's cute. Yeah. And Emily says, maybe you, we want to go tobogganing sometime. And then uh, Chef Ivana leaves the kitchen crying. Um, I mean, like, either misses her children. I can't imagine we're going to go with, again, I, I did it in the last one. We're not going dead children. We're going like, I left my children behind in the other land. I'm going to go never had children. Never. She's a never had. Okay. I'm okay with that. And uh, later, Amber's posting her blog with a bunch of pictures she's taken since she's been there. So pictures of, of all the cookie decorating craziness and the pageant and the tobogganing, like all these fun pictures. And something, in the, and something in the background of a picture bothers her. We go full blow up. <laughs> um, and the next day, the besties are FaceTiming Amber in a cab on the way to the airport. And they say, all your recent pics just got taken down about an hour ago. And Amber's like, I bet I know who did it. Simon. Uh, Amber goes to Mrs. Avril and asks if she censored her blog. And Mrs. Avril said, your blog violates protocol. Your image belongs to us now. That's just the way it is, bitch. Mm. The Glam Squad is making up Richard and Amber for their royal portrait. When they said portrait, I assumed it was paintings, but it's 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 pictures. It's like a a picture. Just a Sears Sears portrait. (laughs) Olin Mills. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And uh, Amber tells Richard she doesn't appreciate being controlled. And Richard's like, they work for us, but at the end of the day, we need to follow the rules. The rules have been here for a long time. Once you're queen, it'll be easier for us to fight back and pick our battles. Mm -hmm. He's not. He bothers me, but he's not wrong. Uh, and Rudy goes to the kitchen and apologizes to Ivana, who's there working by herself. And he's like, uh, I'm really sorry. The kids had fun. I'll clean everything up. And Ivana says the tears were of nostalgia, not anger. Aw. It's just sad because it's Christmas. It's just yeah. Christmassy. It's just Christmas. And is she Swiss? Because we know that the Swiss are more affected by nostalgia than <laughs> She's vaguely Eastern European. Oh. And she says, maybe we can try to make some diner food. Okay. She's like, she's like into like 
she's like she knows the boring stuff she's gonna try the fancy stuff from her point of view of like she's not bored with it like mm-hmm. yeah what's a chicken fried steak yeah cool and um back at the photo shoot Sahil is directing the photo shoot um and he's like something about your your look isn't working uh let's take off that necklace which is the locket that her dad gave mm-hmm. her and he pulls out this like giant gaudy jewels dripping necklace and amber says i don't want to wear that that's not me that's mrs. not me yeah mrs yeah. arvel's like it's not about you oh uh, it's my wedding so she takes her locket off for the picture that's all i can do i can just so um later the queen is reading cards from from well-wishers just just from random folk that they don't know as the family listens and they sit around the fire and richard plays piano and simon gets a little drunk and he says nothing could be finer than christmas in a diner Oh, Aww. so elitist. Mm-hmm. And the queen reads a card. On the other hand, I want to write that song now. <laughs> yeah. And the queen reads a card for a man who's recently lost his job. And it's bitter, but it's not like, fuck you guys. It's like, I know you'll figure out a way to get us our jobs back. I just really, we can't have Christmas presents this Capri. year. Yeah. And outside, uh, Emily is practicing archery. Oh, oh, finally had to the bring that one back. Finally came back. I was bothered it didn't come back yeah. in the first one, I have to I'm say. Still waiting for the acorn in this one. <laughs> uh, and There's a second acorn on the tree. I've yeah. never noticed it before. And Amber says, there's more to the new Aldovian problems, but I've been caught up in weddings stuff. I haven't been able to really get into it. Then the besties show up and Amber almost hits them with an arrow. Oh. Oh. She's bad at archery, yep. in case we forgot. And so they go inside and Richard greets the besties and he's like, I'm sorry, I'm really busy with State Department stuff. You guys go celebrate without me. And the besties are like, it's your bitch, the red party, bitches get crazy. Get in that limo. We're going to do the stand up out of the, the sunroof. No, she says, I want to follow up a hunch about kingdom finances. Oh, that's the lamest bachelorette party ever. <laughs> On the other hand, not that I don't enjoy a bachelor party. If somebody's like, we're going to we're going to Watergate this bitch. I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> and Simon overhears them. Oh, this is when we find out he's not a bad person. He's a bad person, but he's not an evil person. He's a he's an elitist, but he's like, mm-hmm. we're going to think we get caught. And he's like, oh, no, I knew it was Leopold the whole time. Anyway. So do you guys have any guesses on what their scheme is to figure out what's going on? I'm going to guess that they pose as statesmen and follow them to the meetings. God, I got almost nothing. I'm going to go with just like, oh, is it just like we're going to act like a chaotic group of drunk ladies to like break into the records room kind of thing? Like like we're going to distract the guards with like bachelorette party chaos to like get somebody by the lines to get what we need. Uh, you're sort of in the right spot. All right. Uh, so Amber and the besties sort of sneak in to the family parlor and grab the Christmas card from the man who just got laid off. Oh, okay. Yeah, but how is that going to tell them anything about the country's finances? It has his name in it. They're gonna. Yeah, but like yeah. this guy just knows. Yeah, like this is a coal man job. who lost his job. That's so like going and asking gonna, him what's wrong with the country. Yeah. They're following the money, but they're going far too far downstream yeah. to then go back okay. upstream. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. I'm in. <laughs> and they don't have the envelope, so I don't remember what other detail is in there, but. But they go to like find him at a local pub. pub. Like, yeah, I think he's they go at a to bar. his house yeah. and, and his his wife's like, oh, he's always down at the he's, pub every he's night. Drinking, now. He's depressed. And so we go and check that out, and that's going to get us because there's going to be more people around. They're going to give us more info. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they go into the pub, and it's night, but Amber's wearing like giant sunglasses and stuff. And uh, the besties find Mason and go talk to him, and they're like, we we have someone here who wants to talk to you about what happened. And then at the meantime, Amber's at the bar wearing her sunglasses, and the guy's like, why are you wearing sunglasses at night and are you familiar 
because she's super incognito. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so she goes and sits at the table and takes off her sunglasses. And he's like, Mason's like, oh, my gosh, you're the queen. You're famous. Yeah. And I can't believe you would come talk to me. And she says, I want to hear about what happened. And he says, I was a foreman for a concrete company that closed because the Meadowlark company is getting all of these contracts now. Ooh, to- oh. Insider, insider, not insider trading, but like insider kickbacky. So does Simon own the Meadowlark company? We'll I'm see. going, I'm going Leopold. Yeah. Leopold. Okay. Somebody owns Meadowlark. Yeah, I know that. Definitely that. I yeah. think because Leopold's the guy. Simon doesn't have the right connections. Leopold And does. he's been like couch surfing since his wife took everything. So. Exactly. But we, we, uh, we're we going to accuse him yeah. first. Yeah. Uh, and then Amber's recognized and sworn by the press. And they take a bunch of pictures of her. We got to get out. We got to get out. And Simon runs in the bar and says, follow me. Oh, he's got the, mm-hmm. he's got the out. Yeah, diving down Yeah, but how did yeah. he know they were there? He'd been following that. Oh, shady fucking shit, I know. No, that's what it is. He seems off, and so clearly he's the bad guy, yeah. but he's not. That's my take. Yeah, so they run Scooby, to Simon's Scooby-Doo car, rules. And they escape. And then so later they're looking at Meadowlark on Amber's laptop, and she says, it looks like Meadowlark and two other companies are getting pretty much all the contracts for the modernization initiative, but there's like no digital footprint for these companies. No, wait, I found two other companies. They're also named after Harlem Globetrotters. (laughs) And Simon says, well, all companies have to register at the Hall of Records. Maybe we can go through them. I'm like, well, I don't know. It's Christmas. I'd be closed soon. And Emily shows up and she's like, yo, I'm a hacker now. Oh, that totally makes sense. She's now a hacker. Yeah, I get that. Because she looked at Amber's laptop last time. It wasn't, it wasn't. I'm just going to show up and be like, yeah, I'm the princess. Let me in. No, No. she codes, man. She codes. She's going to hack the planet. Yeah. She's a modern 11-year-old girl. She knows how to code. Acid burn. Yeah. So she's basically like cracks knuckles. This may take a while, guys. (laughs) She Uh, goes full like, oh, I love it. She doesn't literally crack her knuckles, but it's basically what No, but it's just like that. And the besties are like, you know what that means. Shots, Margaritas. shots, shots, shots. Bachelorette party. Their bachelorette party is them doing their nails while wearing tiaras and drinking. Wow. Which sounds kind of fun, but it's kind of lame. Yeah, that's a really lame bachelorette party. If you're going to get caught by the media at the same time, that's pretty clean. That's yeah. like, it sounds like, like a fun Thursday night, not really a bachelorette party. Not yeah. a bachelorette party. But if you have a fun bachelorette party, it's just going to yeah. be like, queen obsessed with inflatable penises. Yeah, yeah. like that's bachelorette a... party, like you leave Aldovia and like go to London or someplace. Yeah, you go to Morocco party yeah amsterdam don't hang out in all yeah. <laughs> yeah so the next morning mrs avril calls amber and richard into her office pictures of amber at the bar are online already oh at the bar okay yes, yeah, yeah, yeah sorry and amber uh says it wasn't like crazy about the rep party hijinks we were investigating the discrepancies in the royal finances and mrs avril's like you don't understand your role you need to stop your blog you just need to be a pretty lady mm-hmm. And Amber's like, Richard, what do you think? And Richard just doesn't really say anything. So Amber leaves. Yeah. he's he, Well, because now that we've gotten the relationship together at this point, it's it's much less about making him likable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Leopold is meeting with the queen and he says, you know, I'm working on this, but I have to leave right after Christmas. Mrs. Avril enters and says, Amber's missing. And they're <gasps> like, oh, shit, we got to go tell Richard. Uh, so Simon and the besties are watching Emily hack. She's still going at it. 24 hours. Yeah. She yeah. hasn't slept. She's not a very good hacker. Yeah, she's been pounding the hot cocoa. She finally gets in. All three companies are divisions of Glockenspiel Consortium. <laughs> good name. Yes. And Richard's like, let me look at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. just Kermit the click, Frog click, types. Click, 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 click. And they all go. <gasps> and Simon's like, I knew it. And Emily's like, don't gloat. Leopold. 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 
So Richard runs outside looking for Amber and he's panicking and he finds Emily instead. And he says, just when Amber needed me the most, I caved into the crown. And Emily tells Richard, I know where the money's going. And we cut to uh, the palace courtyard and R- Richard is running away to find Emily or to find Amber with his back to us. And he tells us through ADR that he knows exactly where she went. Oh, because that was left out of the original script and they suddenly went, well, that's not clear. There was this, yeah, there was a strong note. I'm very confused. Uh, where does he find Amber? I'm going to go with by the Christmas tree, um, possibly in the kitchen eating a hot dog. But yeah, I, I like kitchen. by the Christmas I like, tree. I like kitchen. I like kitchen. His dad's old hunting cabin. Oh, we forgot about this. We forgot about the stabbing cabin. So he comes and Amber says, you had nothing to say when I needed you. And he says, my love for you will never change. I can't live with myself if if you have to sacrifice anything to be with me. I need you, but Aldovia needs you too. Oh, man, I got to learn from this guy. You weren't there when I needed you. Accurate. That's my response. (laughs) You're like, but I needed to get a cheesesteak before they close. Just look, it's late. So Amber and Richard are back in the palace and all of the speaking characters that we've seen so far just surround Everybody's them. Everybody's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Big Amber's finish. like, look, assholes, it's our wedding. We're taking it back. I'm going to choose my gown. I'm going to choose my shoes. I'm going to wear my motherfucking locket with my mom's picture in it because fuck you. And my dad's making burgers, you fucking assholes. Nice. Burgers. Was it burgers? Because we had a hot dog before. Was she it, just says my just dad's doing Dad's meal. cooking. Nice. Okay. Yeah. But I like, I like, yeah. And the queen's like, she's right, bitches. Do what she wants. <laughs> I Go lo- queen. Yeah, no. She's queen. not allowed to vote or like be a part of the country no. in any way, but listen to her. Queen's yeah. got her stuff together. Yeah. And Richard tells Mrs. Avril to stop interfering with Amber's work because Amber's a modern woman. Mm-hmm. And Leopold starts a toast to Amber, but Richard's like, hold up. I know. I know you're the problem. You embezzling bitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's just taking advantage. He's he's embezzling, but he's also just like, he's just like consolidating all this stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Leopold says, I have an army of lawyers. Good luck. And he starts to leave. And Amber grabs, grabs like a bow and arrow off the wall and points oh. it at him. And he's like, you can't be serious. And Emily is like, trust me, she hits things with that all the time. She's deadly with it. <laughs> I really wanted a like just to stop him from leaving the room, like just a arrow over his shoulder yeah. into the door, just and it's like freeze and turn. Yeah, she's you not know. that good yet. And she says, "Do you hear that? That's the sound of a Glockenspiel." <laughs> oh, so it's her little like hint that I know, I know yeah. all of it. Yeah, Got and it. Simon's That's like. Cute. We have proof. It holds up a document. And he's like, we have proof that you own Glockenspiel. And Leopold's like, yeah, I got it. It wasn't that funny. <laughs> really? He, calls, yes. he yes. calls out this shitty writing. That's yes. I like that Simon is actually trying to be good in this. Yeah, time. he like, is. He's trying to write himself. He's not I'm good... sorry I doubted you, Simon. Yeah, no. Yeah. I knew I knew he was he was kind of a shitty person, but he was an evil. Yeah. yeah. And they show the document that says uh, that Leopold owns it. And their net worth is like $2.6 billion. It's just like, like, oh, wow, really? You think that that would put Aldovia on the map yeah. a little bit instead yeah. of us going where the fuck's Aldovia? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, because it's they're gonna eminent domain uh, Glockenspiel, yeah. and then, then they'll put it on the map. Yeah. And then everybody's driving gold Bentleys. King Richard's du- like, I'm sorry, I don't know where your money is, but look at this diamond grill I just got, y'all. Dubai, where? Because we're in Aldovia. <laughs> well, I'm now wondering if the country was paying for all that flying back and forth for New York. Like, I know. That's yeah. that's a big political expense that yeah, you shouldn't have to be paying was, as a country. It was fine, but as a king, he felt he was above getting frequent yeah. flyer miles, mm-hmm. so that was, <laughs> that well, was Amber, the mistake. Yeah, Amber got all those blogs or those like blog ad money, so mm-hmm. she has makes like $200 a month on her blog. Yeah. Oh, 
Oh, yeah. wow. That's wow. pretty good for blogging. Get yeah, that, yeah. Get that, yeah. get that get sweet, sweet. She needs a Patreon. Yeah. That, that sweet me undies money. Exactly. While wearing her Warby Parker glasses and sleeping <laughs> under Casper mattress. <laughs> um, so it's on TV. It's Christmas Eve and Richard gives his big speech. And he's like, thanks to our queen in waiting, which is not really a thing. But sure, I can rip up this old speech that I was going to give. He literally, literally rips up his old speech and says, I can tell you that corruption is responsible for all of our financial hardships. The funds have been recovered. So y'all getting paid. Everybody get the job back. <laughs> Except for you, yeah. Ted, you just got fired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got fired because of incompetence. You yeah. don't get your job back. You don't get your job back. We're going to really try and institute a real meritocracy here. <laughs> and you are terrible at your job. <laughs> get out. And cut to Mason and his wife in their living room. And Mason goes, she did it. She did it. <laughs> It's so good. She got Mason his job back. It was all yeah. about Mason. He's yeah. like, sweet, I'm getting paid. I'm back to the bar. Yeah, yeah so the common man's very excited. Good. Uh, and then we cut back to Richard and he says, and we have a Christmas bonus for every working person in Aldovia. Stay-at-home moms does not count as working because patriarchy. Yeah, and it, this sounds like socialism is going to free people out. And people in the bar cheer. They're excited. They're going to make some more. Got you $200 tax bonus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just guys at the bar like, sweet, two more mm-hmm. and give me the expensive beer. Yeah. And Richard says, on behalf of the royal family, including Simon and Rudy, who is now an earl. Ooh. Wow, convenient. Did he marry yes. the, the female baker lady? Oh, he's got to be uh, at least no. like, he's got to be like yeah. saddled up to her though. Yeah. She's yeah. in the yeah, shot. Yeah, she was a, a lady, so then he becomes an earl. That's not how titles work. I don't. Uh, yeah. He, he We're just, American. Yeah. We don't understand. I understand, but that's another 20 minutes, uh, yeah, so I'm we'll, not going to go into it. Us viewers don't understand. We're yeah. American. And so Richard says, let's celebrate with the lighting of a royal Christmas tree. How do we light all of these Christmas trees in all of these movies? It's a, it's a bow a... and arrow? <laughs> oh God, I wish. Jesus. I wish. I was really into that, like Viking style of Christmas I knew the answer, and it, yeah, no, now that's all I want. I want the just, just flaming yeah. arrow that lights at the top in like a bunch of candles. No, it's a Christmas present with, with a, a giant with it. a giant button on it, just, like uh, just like in Batman Returns. Returns. Thank you. So Richard and Amber together light the tree. Aww. We cut to a wide shot. It's a beautifully decorated tree, and the court is full of all these inflatables. Oh yeah, so they've compromised. Is there a full on like wacky, it, like whipping inflatable like a used no, car lot? It's more like. Giant it's penguins. Like, it's not inflatables oh, that move, sure. but it's more like the the ones that you didn't like. That's like the giant snowman with the lights inside them. It's not really an inflatable. The I, ones that look more like wicker. Yeah, I have two. Oh, that's we have many of like yeah. the ones that you guys have in your front yard yeah. with the jeep. Yeah. we have like ten of those in yeah. our front yard. I love them. No, yeah. I just wanted one of those like the big two, like the, the wacky waving, the, arm the guy. waving uh, uh, articulated arm guy. I just wanted one of those just because it's funny. <laughs> and now we're in church for the wedding and Simon's standing up with Richard as his best man so I guess Richard has no friends Mm. and Simon's like I'm glad you accepted my apology and I can do more work for you and Richard's like don't push it I still don't like you so Emily walks down the aisle in a simple wedding dress it's still ugly but at least it's simple Mm -hmm. it's like a weird collared long sleeve sort of 70s-ish on the top but Mm. with like a big skirt on the bottom and Richard oh she's wearing her locket of course and Richard says my goodness when he sees her Aw, that's that's the output I, I try to yeah. get every time with my outfits. Yeah. My goodness! Yeah, I think he's like uh, that's an ugly dress, but I'm not going to tell her because she's already so pissed goodness. off at me. You look unique, like yes. our tree. So they get married and they kiss, uh, and so back at the palace at the wedding reception, Emily's crush Tom has come, mm-hmm. and the first dance is um, Amber and Richard waltz to the Nutcracker because white people. <laughs> then. 
the besties are like hit emily and she like pulls a, a like a tablecloth off a table and she has a sound system and she turns on modern music and it's it takes two no yeah. i would assume it's copyright free modern music <laughs> yeah, which yes. is also why they dance to the nutcracker it's, yes, yes. Exactly. Um, it's, because that's copyright it's copyright free. it's copyright free it takes two yeah, it's, though yeah. it's called it's, it, uh, it's library pop music it takes dose is what it's called you can find it uh, copyright free on uh, youtube and rudy's like congo so they start a conga line and uh emily even gets to join in because tom pushes her wheelchair in the conga line it's very sweet that's better i was really worried about like everybody looking at her while she like dropped her crutches and like danced badly i was like freaked out by that no uh so richard and emily sneak outside to the little romantic balcony and emily says i don't know if we'll ever top this christmas and richard says they're always next year wait till next year because netflix is already making a third and emily says i'm willing to try if you are Uh oh wow and they kiss in the snow as the conga line comes out and snakes around them that's amazing the end and then it shrinks into a tiny box and it's like do you want to start watching daredevil season three exactly (laughs) so my question for you guys this time is what do you think a christmas prince three is gonna be that's Um, what i was gonna say so i'm gonna say in part three they're pregnant. That's what I was oh, thinking. I was thinking God, it's a Christmas yeah. baby. Yeah, like she's like she's nine months pregnant, and they're gonna have a Christmas baby. Yep, and that's gonna be a whole months. thing. Um, of yeah, I don't even know where the drama will come from, or if it's gonna be more political turmoil, or maybe she knows <laughs> she's having a girl, so she finally decides to change the fucking law that you've missed for two goddamn movies now. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I think. I think it's gonna be a Christmas Prince three, a Christmas, a Christmas princess, a cri- or like oh, or a New Year's princess. Yeah, because yeah. they're not gonna like say that. a Christmas pregnancy. Yeah, because no. that's because like if you've that's seen Little style. Mermaid two. Ariel yeah. gets pregnant. She gets what? like knocked up and has a kid. Yeah, that is that's, complicated. that's Little Mermaid too. Where does it come out of her tail? <laughs> I know, right? Well, she's a human by then. Oh, okay. um, but she's my daughter, legged. she she watches that one all the time because she loves both of them. And I'm always like watching the first one, and I'm like, yeah, Ariel's gonna get knocked up in like nine <laughs> months. Weird. They get funky, and yeah, it gets weird. Uh, I'm going to go with they travel back in time to the old west to just defeat <laughs> Simon one more time. <laughs> It's just because that's clearly the right answer, and I had to get Mm -hmm. a better one. Now, Rebecca, where can we find you on social media? I'm at Rebecca McKendry on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And you can also check out the podcast I co-host with Rob Galuza, Ryan Turk, and Elric Kane. We are Shockwave's podcast on the Blumhouse Network. And IMHO, it is the best horror movie podcast out there, so you guys should check it out. Thank you. Oh, dude, I like run into other people who I don't even think are that into horror, and they're like, you, have you heard about this show? And I'm like, yeah, I know those people. And then they get super freaked out. That's a true story. It's happened multiple times. No, we, we still do not kind of grasp it yet. Like, there have been so many times that, like, Elric and I will be, like, t- taking our kids to, um, who are we, the Pasadena Children's Center, and mm. somebody came up and was like, holy shit, you guys are together. Are you guys doing something here? And we're like, it's the Pasadena Children's Center, guys. Our kids are here. Um, But yeah, and like, I still, like, my weirdest moment was I was at um, my parents' home in Virginia and I was at the Whole Foods buying yogurt and somebody came up and was like really excited about the podcast there. Mm -hmm. And my dad does not know what I do. Like, he knows what I do, but he has, he's a mechanic. He has no concept. And it was the first moment that dad looked at me and was like, who the hell was that? And I was like, he listens to my show. And it was like the first moment that I think my dad even remotely you cared. You were just shouting into the void. Yeah. I, it was weird. I, anyway, I am J Dobbs Rosa. Uh, the J is for Jordan. J Dobbs Rosa, J D O B B S R O S A. I uh, write jokes on Twitter. I post pictures on uh, Instagram. Come and find me. Uh, and I'll keep you abreast on when uh, there's a pursuit through the Southland. It's the best entertainment we have here in LA. And I'm on Instagram as Gangrene Jean. That's the disease plus the pants. And at Paula 
Hayfleet on Twitter. And a big shout out to Andrew Frittato. He is our uh, technical advisor. We're using his gear from the Now Streaming Podcast. You can find him on Twitter at Andrew Furtaco. Thank you for making me say that on every single show, Andrew. You're a jerk. You can follow the Mary Pitchmas podcast on Twitter at Mary Pitchmas, on Insta at Mary underscore Pitchmas, or email us with your suggestions, salutations, and insultations at marypitchmaspodcast at gmail.com. Oh, man. Go back and check that out again because those are complicated. There's three different things there. Uh, Take a second to rate and review us, please. If you have the time, it really makes a difference getting our bad jokes into new ear holes. Happy Netflix days, everyone. And don't forget, Aldovian Christmas weddings beat Aldovian Christmas embezzling. That patriarchy still needs smashing!